0: Hello. Good morning. Welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church live stream and uh, the in-house congregation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I ask you to bless my brother Tony. He's going to bring that Sunday school message today. Give him the words to speak, anoint him, and let his words be spirit and life. And let them be written on our hearts. Let us receive it and learn how to fight in the spirit realm. And pull our blessings down and let them manifest in our homes. For our families, our children, our job, or whatever you need, the Word of God will work for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Welcome, everyone. So we're going to continue today. Okay? Do not be deceived. (laughs) That is our theme. Okay? And we're just going to continue from uh, last week. Okay? And we start with that he might present it to hit himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish okay that's what we need to be without spot without blemish without letting the enemy come in and fool us because that's what he's trying to do you know Just the same as in the beginning, just the same as God said. You know, that's what we need to keep in the Word, know the Word, be not fooled by counterfeits, and amen. That's it. God bless you. So, God bless everyone that's coming. Okay. Marriage of the Lamb. What does marriage of the Lamb have to do with what we're talking about? A lot. lot because we are to be we are to keep clean for the marriage because we are his church his bride okay so don't let the enemy come in and rob you of the blessings that he has for you and for me amen amen here we go revelations 19 7 to 8 let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife who is his wife we are we are the church we are his bride we are part of him thank you lord you see they become one isn't that amazing not that all of a sudden you are you know how the enemy tries to go oh you are so good you no I'm not he is and I'm part of him thank you Lord so <laughs> okay <sighs> to come, and his wife has made herself ready and number eight and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen white okay white clean and white for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints whose righteousness God's righteousness. Jesus' righteousness. Okay? We has, have his righteousness. Amen. The lamb that was slain. Thank you, Lord. Lord of hosts, for thy maker is thy husband. The wife belongs to who? The husband. You see? That's, you see, the enemy trying to come and rob you. Rob you of the blessing to be with God. Okay? And what does he do? He's trying to get you to think, oh, I am so good. Look, I just did this for him. And I did that. And I have power. You have power through Jesus Christ. He is our husband. Okay? At the beginning, when when I, I was a, a new Christian, I heard, me... I'm a man how how could I be but you see it's a spiritual thing it's not a fleshly thing it's a spiritual thing okay like Jesus said without me you can do what nothing the same through him with him we don't want to walk away from him because we're gonna fall flat on our faces you see and that's what the enemy the devil is trying to make you do getting to your pride and all of you think wow I'm, I'm just so good you know but really he is good like jesus even said when they said good master and he said "Why do you call me good there's no good but god i mean jesus <laughs> you know said it so how much more should we say it and not be fooled by the enemy you see that's how he always comes he wants you to sit down with him and talk And you don't talk to the devil. You don't talk to the enemy. You tell the enemy where to go. You tell the enemy how things are. Amen. For thy maker is thy husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer. You see, we are redeemed. The Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hope this is talking to you <laughs> so here we go 2nd Corinthians 11 2 this is Paul talking and he put things in its place for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy for I have espoused you to one husband how many husbands one one okay that I may present you as a chastened virgin to Christ. We are not going to be playing with the enemy and get sidetracked. That's what he's trying to do. Get you sidetracked to think you are. And that you will get so good that you will come to God. And, and, you know, we are... Wow. Isn't that heavy? We're, We're coming to be... Part of his family. But we are not it. We belong to our husband. Which is Jesus Christ. The Lord of hosts. Amen. Thank you Lord. So don't forget that. Because that's how the enemy comes. Had God said? Had God said? You see he's trying to fool you. Has God said? Oh. Trying to get you. And then he plays on you. Your pride. Oh, yes, I want to be. You know, that's why you have to take control of yourself and say, hey, you know, you talk to yourself sometimes. Hey, stop it. You know, that's not the road. Okay. We are followers of Christ. We are followers of our Lord. Okay. Thank you, Lord. John 3, uh, 29. He that has the bride is the bridegroom. Oh, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. You know who said that? John the Baptist. Okay? He was explaining really good. You see, we are part of the bride. You see, he's coming for his bride. We are his bride. Isn't that amazing? We belong to him. We part of him. But what you need to realize. That without him. You fall flat on your face. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. To get. Let you pride. Just just to say. It's the same trick from the beginning. Get you so proud. You could be as God, I could be like a God, yeah, knowing good and, oh, yes, I want that. You see, he's trying to get you full. Don't get full. And the sad thing is that many churches are falling for that. And, you know, we need to pray for them, not act, oh, self-righteous, but pray for them, that they will not be sidetracked. Amen? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That was John the Baptist. That's amazing. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Mark 2 19. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? That's Jesus talking. Okay. As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. What is fast? What does, what is fast? you humble before the Lord right it shows that you depend on him but when Jesus was here his church his disciples were right there with them you know so they were taking part but once he will leave we will be uh, we will have to do fast to help us get closer to him you know so that's why he was talking here okay here we go okay now we're gonna get into the symbols. Though uh-uh. Prophet Leslie already went through some of the symbols, but you know, we're gonna go through some of them here. Oh, there we went. And and the thing is, this—it's just like the enemy. He just puts, oh, it's nothing. It's just a little. Uh, it's nice for good luck, so so you you could obtain things, you know. And what they don't tell you is the spirit that you're getting with it. You know, it's a spirit, okay? And you think, wow, it's so good. This is so nice. The hamsa, I think I'm pronouncing it right. Okay, hamsa. Okay, that uh, um, that little trinket, it comes even in in some medallions and, you know, little things. Look at that. Pastor Lou is saying that, you know, he has seen a lot of those in their house. They put it in their room. You know, what they don't know is they're opening the door to the enemy. Come to my house. Okay? Come. And it's going to be a spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit, (laughs) it's an idol. It's either a piece of wood, or made from metal, or whatever. It's an idol. It's a vehicle of the devil. And we are not to bow down. Oh, I don't bow down before, but you do. (laughs) Amen, look at that. If it's in your house, he said, you made him owner of it. So that's a pretty heavy thing. Well in every explanation that we see it has been used as a magical amulet magic of the occult for thousands of years in other things you know it's it's an idol it's an idol that you leave letting inside your house is the enemy opening the door and if you open the door you think he's gonna come in yes he will and he's gonna is he Does he want anything good for you? No. (laughs) He hates us. Why? Because we are God's bride. We are part of his family. But we need to keep holding on. Don't let the enemy rob you of your blessings. Okay? It's a fight. It's a fight. It's a fight. Oh! Look at that. That inverted pentagram ah you can see the two horns of the devil right there the goat <laughs> and a beer oh <laughs> anyway <laughs> using witchcraft and occult rituals to conjure evil spirits to bring evil spirits that's what you do oh, it's that it's just a nice Emily. it looks so nice look I have it right here it's a. Like, golden thing it's a way for the enemy to come and ruin your life the same thing as God said it's the same old trick so don't be fooled open your eyes don't drink don't 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 let the enemy come to your house and have a cup of coffee with you That's what you're doing. Okay, devil, come in. We're just going to talk. We're just going to talk. Okay? Well, that's what got Eve into trouble. She started talking to the devil. (laughs) Amen. Or whatever they were drinking. Maybe it wasn't coffee, but (laughs) I drink. Okay, don't let the enemy in. Close the door. Don't start talking to him. He doesn't want anything good for you or for me. He wants to destroy us. Amen. Amen. Here we go. Well, here it is, the bafflement. Is it, am I pronouncing it right? Bafflement. Okay, a demonic entity and symbolic of Satan. That's who you inviting to your home. Come, Satan. You know. I'm gonna let you in, but be care- I'm not. I'm not gonna bow down before you, you know. I'm not gonna do well. You are doing it as soon as you let him in. That's what you're doing, okay? Oh, I don't worship any other gods. I ju- These are just little symbols. It's nice. No, it's not nice. It's a way to destroy you. That's what he wants to do. Destroy. Oh, this talks a lot to me. Look at any, not any, but most of the programs for children these days. You see those little, nice little things. They're so good. They're so nice, you know. Uh, and look at This is the same devil. It's just, it's a demon. They just put a mask so they could go into your children. They could, you know, come into your children. You know, I mean, there's so many things. It really gets me mad because, you know, I have quite a few uh, grandchildren. And if you see any programs, um, not any, but most of the programs today, you know, they put serpents there. They put evil spirits. They come, but they just all all of a sudden nice, and they talk, and he looks so nice. So that's why we need to be awake. You see, the devil is not only yes yep a mark on the forehead. yep yes sir devil's mark. the devil's mark the mark of the beast and not only that that's also the the pentagram the inverted pe- pentagram you know it's witchcraft witchcraft okay don't let the enemy fool you this is a reality he's trying to destroy you but the problem is when we forget we are at war that's a problem oh we are peace we are peace there's no problem you know no there is a problem we need to be awake we need to be awake and know that we are at war and have your hands up don't let the enemy fool you and don't be the enemy's next meal amen okay so don't let your children I mean you really did if you have children look what they are seeing. help them don't let you know all this little this there's a little kind of a little cartoons you know and and all of a sudden I said that the children were looking and I started looking at it really beautiful everything but then you realize where's the mommy where's the daddy yeah, there's, there's a hope. Exactly. It's just, you know, the way they want to get in. Because they want to destroy you. They have an agenda. And the worst thing, this is for the kids. This is for the children. Oh, it's so nice. Look how, it just has big eyes. Yeah, those are little horns, but that's nothing, you know. It is. They're trying to get your children. The pentagram. Oh, another one. Symbol using what? Witchcraft. Oh, no, but it's why white, white witchcraft? It's not, no problem, right? White witchcraft? It's witchcraft. <laughs> witchcraft is witchcraft. <laughs> you know, it's just how to fool you to let them in. It's how... We have to wake up. You see, we live in a beautiful country, and sometimes we don't see, you know, a lot of things. We both we think, oh, we protected here. We 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 not like the rest of the world. Well, you know what? We are at war, and the enemy knows. And us. if he could keep you just dreaming, he's gonna be busy getting. Getting inside, and you will not even notice it till things start going wrong. Okay? So don't let the enemy hear. Oh, this is just a cross. How beautiful. It's just a cross. Well, it's not a cross. Is it ank? Ank, right? I think it's a. Symbolizes fertility rights. But look at this. And building up the lust within a person. You see, it's getting into your spirit. Ooh, like a snake right in. You know, and then you say, why, why do I feel like this? Why, what is this happening? It's just the enemy getting in. Don't let him in. Okay? Don't be, one thing, don't be afraid of the devil. That's, that's another thing. Because if you're afraid of the devil, oh no, no, no. This is yeah, yes, rebuke it, send it out, but do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Why do you think the Bible tells so much? Do not be afraid. Because if you're afraid, it's showing that you are bowed down to the to these things. No. You are a child of God. You know, that's why it's important to know who you are in Christ. You are a child of God. You rebuke that, and I'm not going to have that there and just get it out. That's one thing. But not, oh, oh no, no, no. You letting, you letting that spirit in. Fear. Fear is a spirit. So, I, I just a little warning. Don't get into the thing. Is oh, that's, you know, because then you're bowed down to it. Then he could come and attack you. So be on guard. Okay. Lust. Wow, that's pretty. Whoa, look at all oh, this is a cross for sure. Yeah, this is just a nice little cross. The Tao cross. Symbols of the God Batras. This is a lot of this is Indian, you know. Uh, by the way, I love Indians. I was, you know, in India for four years. I love them. You know, I saw so many people change. So, when I talk about India, you know, there's so many sheep there, you know. But what I'm talking is about all these other spirits that come, you know, in the sauce. (laughs) Okay, anyway. So, symbol of the God Matras of the Persians and the Assyrians of India. Okay? The Aryans of India, I'm sorry okay uh, the tie cross is a t-shaped cross sometimes with all well, I'm gonna read it from here I'm sorry <laughs> the tie cross is a t-shaped cross sometimes with all three ends of the cross expanded it is called a tie cross because it is shaped like the Greek letter tau which is its uppercase has the same appearance as Latin, uh, the Latin letter T. So, it has meanings. All this has meaning, and it's a way to get into your house. How many people have you seen with a little, you know, that right holding, look at that, look at that. No, I, I saw it so many years, I didn't know what it was. But it's another symbol, another way. They, I mean, what we see seeing here is just a few of them. You know, there's so much more. You know, what we have to remember is, is the enemy trying to come in. The enemy trying to invade you. Okay? And we need to be aware. And we need to help our children. We need to help you know, uh, uh, our sheep and tell them what really is happening. We are at war. This is not the peace course, okay? We are at war, and we need to wake up and see and be fighters for the Lord, or we going to be his meal, next meal. Oh, did I pass it? Did I do that? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah, here it is. It is associated with the good with good luck you know what good luck is a spirit good luck is a spirit fortune in the occult the Italian horn they call it oh it's so nice it's just a little horn oh it doesn't mean anything well it does and if you guys have a dollar (laughs) just look in the back it's right there in your dollar okay the all-seeing eye oh but that's that's god's all seeing i know this is satan <laughs> he he wants to have an eye that sees everything but he doesn't he's not omnipresent you know he's just a copy he wants you to believe it oh he's so powerful he's so powerful if you're afraid of him and you let him that's the thing that you need to know As a child of God, you know, with our husband, we belong to him. He cannot touch us unless we bow down to him. How do we bow? Oh, but I don't bow down to him. But being afraid is bow down to him. You're showing that he has authority over you. So that's why we need to be awake. You know, oh, we... We seeing all these things, but the worst thing you could do is oh, oh you know, because that's fear. And if you show fear, it's just like a mad dog. Dog coming to you. If you start running, he's gonna bite by you. Because you're afraid, you're running, you're in retreat, and he's gonna come and he's gonna do what? Yep. He's gonna bite you, or whatever, or jump on you, or whatever. Okay. So, you have to stand on your ground and know what you have. The gates of hell, imagine the gates of all hell will not prevail against who? His church. And that's why you have to stand firm. Not be afraid, but stand firm. Amen? Amen? Okay, anyway, I went from the dollar bill to, (laughs) but that's it. It's right there. The all seeing eye. Lie. The eye of Lucifer and those who claim to control, to have control of the world finances. There they are. You know, bow down to me, they say. And that's why you have to be looking. Oh, this symbol is so nice. I see it all over the place. It, it's okay, it's white and what it's white and black, and a little dark white, and oh, it's so nice. Yeah, until you start seeing what it is. Okay, Order and Chaos Institute of, of Stage, it's showing all that, you know. The two great opposite principles, I'm sorry, two great opposite principles, or forces of the whole entire play, everything, that everything depends That's a bunch of baloney. You know, that's a bunch of baloney. God doesn't have any dark in it. There's no evil in God. God is all good. Is God good? God is all good. Okay, God is so clear. There's no dirt. There's nothing evil in it. And that's what they're saying. Oh, it's good to have a little good and a little bad. And we just play with the wind. No, sir, don't be fooled by the enemy. That's what he wants you to do, to be fooled, okay? And think that it's okay. It's not so bad. Oh, you guys are just, you you know, everything is bad for you. No, sir, we just... We just have to keep our eyes open we need to keep our eyes open it's the same thing just as the beginning you see I always show that but it's really it is the same thing is the devil coming trying to get in the problem is when you sit down with him and start talking you just close the door get out don't listen to him when the devil tempted Jesus you remember what he did? they said oh really devil Really? Is that what you saw? No. He didn't give a place to the he didn't give place to the devil. He hit him with what? The word of God, the truth. The devil tried to, you know, kinda kinda dissemble he brings truth and lies, you know, together. Oh like the swaying, you know, garbage of a serpent, you know. Oh, it's okay, it's not so bad there's where you have to stand that's why you need the word the word the word the word the word is not oh, well maybe yes maybe no it's not the i just be ah. <laughs> yes no it is it Is either good or it's bad <clears throat> and if it's bad it's the enemy I mean, you don't want it in your house you don't want it close to you you don't want it close to uh, anything around your children because that's where he Tries to attack oh ho, ho. I don't know if you've seen this symbol but we've seen you know even when they were having all that you know all those uh, uh, um, you know huh exactly they had it all painted in the walls a lot of people maybe doesn't even know what is this but what does he it mean is the anarchy symbol and Do what you will. The law of the Satanists. You know, when we were in India, we were in this city, Pune or Pune. They call it Pune or Pune. Both both names, they use it. And anyway, there was a a, a guru there. How do you say a Guru? Guru. Yeah, a guru. And uh, we always used to witness to... All the people that were following them you know a lot of them were just sheep they just didn't know but you know what they taught him just do whatever you want you know do this do that have you know you know and so many afterwards came because you know they got saved because they were in such confusion you see at the beginning everything sounds so good everything is good nothing is bad You know, it's not that bad, you know, but then their lives were getting destroyed, you know. So, that's what, you know, the devil teaches, you know, and that's why we need to be alert. He doesn't want anything good for you. Our God is life, not death, but life. You see, when you pray for somebody. To get healed, you know what you're really praying for—that he will have life, the life of God. You see, when we fell, what did we lose? God told him, you know, the day that you eat of it, you will die. And a lot of people, say, oh, they didn't die right there. No, they start dying. <laughs> they start dying. That's why we all go through death. You know. And that's that's the thing. Our God is the God of life. Life. And that's why, you know, when you pray for people, you're actually praying for life for them. You know? So they could have life. And that's why our God brings life. He is life. He's not death. He's life. Okay. Our God is life. Without Him, there's no life. Once a man fell from, once man fell from grace, and a full uh, and full life with him, we came into this falling world. We are here to choose who are we going to serve, God, or ourselves. You see, when you start living for yourself, you think, "Oh, I'm just, I'm living for myself. I'm, I'm tired of helping people. I'm try, I'm gonna live for myself." But no, all of a sudden, you feel like you know you're just going why not happy why why things get so complicated now all of a sudden (laughs) because (laughs) it is a lie of the enemy you have to live for yourself we God made us so we will show his love that's why love God is love you remember and God is sharing with our brothers and sisters sharing with the people outside helping them to see the light God's light okay we are we are here to choose who are we going to serve God or ourselves and if we uh, serve ourselves look only in God we have true life and light okay I'm sorry there was a part here that is missing okay we are we are choose we are here to choose who we're going to serve God or ourselves but if we serve ourselves you know who we are serving the enemy just so you know the enemy so that's why things get complicated all of a sudden it's going down the hill okay only in God we have life and light remember Jesus is the light of the world okay the devil already has the people that have not come to God or, uh, or their salvation, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Life, can I hear it? Come on, life. Amen. Life. Life he's life. Without Him, there's no life. Simple, simple. With God, there is life. Without Him, there's no life. So going away. And your own and I 'm going to live for myself, I 'm going to have fun now, and all of a sudden your life starts turning miserable, you know why. <laughs> if you're away from him, if you're away living his life and his life is love with your brothers, with others, telling them about Jesus, then you know your life turns into hell, like that scripture that just came to me What is it? I forgot it. Anyway, all the nations. How it starts? All the nations that forget God. No? Okay. Oh, got it. The wicked shall turn into hell. And all the nations that forget God. So that's why we need to pray for this nation. (laughs) Okay? That's a pretty heavy scripture. Okay? The wicked shall turn into hell. all the nations that forget God so if you love this nation we need to pray for it and we need to have a revival people coming to him and we will in Jesus name one way or another even when things start getting a little really weird then people a lot of people come to God so praise the Lord God gets some of his greatest victories out of seeming defeats amen amen so, without him, there's no life but death. That's it. John 14:6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes up to the Father, but by me. He is the way. Who is the way? Jesus. He came, he made the way. So, he is the way and did Jesus said just live selfishly no he said to share you know and where there's two or three gathering your name he said I'm there in the midst of them okay that's why we need each other to keep ourselves going in the Lord it looks like I'm going out a, a theme, but I'm not <laughs> it's just it, that is the point you see if the devil could get you alone, you know, it's a lot easier for him to fool you. That's why you need your brothers and sisters, and that's why you need, you know, your leadership so they could help you keep in the way, in the narrow way, and not go off the way. Because if not, the devil comes with all these tricks and lies and this, and it's so easy, a lot easier to get you sidetracked, okay? so John 14 12 to 14 barely barely said to you he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also okay you can do the work that he did but not because you are so great because he is with you okay and greatest work than this shall he do because I go to my father he's going to the father so he's gonna help us okay and whatever you shall ask in my name that will I do it doesn't say that will you do say that will I do Jesus will do for us okay amen so that's why we need to be very close to him okay <clears throat> okay uh, you shall ask in my name that will I do That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. He doesn't say maybe, maybe I'm going to think about it. He said, I will do it. Is the Lord a a liar? No. He says what he does. Okay? So if anything goes wrong, where's the problem? (laughs) Something there went wrong and he wasn't with the Lord. Okay. We depend on Jesus. That's what we have to realize. We depend on Jesus. So don't get sidetracked. Don't get into these things, you know, oh you we're many gods. You know, there's not such such a thing as many gods. Well, in a way, yes. Exactly. <laughs> In a way, yes, you start going with the gods, which are, you know, which you know what they are, you know, and you go away from the God with a big G, and does that have consequences in your whole life? So keep close to Jesus, keep close to him. Okay. It's all through Jesus. He is our husband. We depend on Him, not ourselves. Do we depend on ourselves? No, because why? We're sheep. We get sidetracked very easy. We could get sidetracked with other things. I am the vine, John 15 5. I love this verse. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him. He that abideth in me, and I in him. You see, if we abide in him, he will abide in us. Okay, that's very important. Don't let the enemy think that you are. If he starts going, oh, you know, and you see your pride going, oh, I'm so good. I just prayed for him, and he got, he got healed. I have such power. I'm just so close to God that God no, you didn't do it <laughs> you didn't do it wake up you didn't do it he did it because you were obedient but be careful because that's that's a very very dangerous point you know because if you start always having given the glory to yourself destruction is gonna come yes sir Yes, sir. Okay, I okay. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same. This uh, I lost it. Uh, in him. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He that abideth, I got it. And I in him, the same bringeth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Amen. That that's, that's the thing okay, we kind of s- oh actually we're finishing our time. look at that. Yes, I thought we still had a lot more time okay share this with all your friends tell him you see people need to wake up we need to be close to Jesus, come to him the narrow way okay and please subscribe you have it right there with a the little bell subscribe, put a, a, a like, and share with your friends and you know you can contact us through that right there the spirit of prophecychurch.com okay and that's it now god bless you thank you it was a blessing and i hope this helped you but we need to stay uh close to jesus god bless you. Love you thank you lord
2: Well good morning everyone. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Hello. Do that again, Lou. Hello. <laughs> all right, so July is almost over and it's about to begin in the hundreds for temperature. Oh yeah, we all are so thrilled about that one. Um, okay, so just uh, please arrive by 9 15. We start the live streaming and we have Sunday School. Don't miss out. It's been really awesome. Uh, Today, Pastor Tony was talking, and it was really great. Um, So please don't miss out on those. And then we go to the main service. So this, what we have left this month is nothing. So let's go to August. (laughs) And Bible study will resume back on September 10th. So July and August, there's no Bible study on Friday nights. Um, And then, let's see, August 1st. Is Pizza Sunday, yeah. yummy. The kids will love that one. So, come bring your family, friends. We're gonna have pizza right after our service, and then uh, leadership meeting is we August eighth after church. So we also have some birthdays in August. Raise your hand if your birthday's in August. Got one, two. So soon he yours is the twelfth. Yours is oh, I forgot your birthday. Um, oh yeah, that's right. He turns. Fifty nine, fifty 58, 58 on August 24th. Come on. That's awesome. <laughs> he's like, I hate you right now. <laughs> 34, 32, 44, 43. I think he's confused. <laughs> that is also Pastor Stan's birthday on August 24th. So we'll have to sing everybody happy birthday when we get a little closer. Um, please also online, you can go there, but also, if you're here, ooh, we got an i iP- something iPad. IPad. iPad, Nice, very, very nice, and that one looks brand new. Um, donating to Cambodia, they really do need your electronics or money to help b- buy electronics over there, so please don't leave them out and also in your prayers, or if you're house cleaning, uh, spring cleaning, anything like that, please keep that in mind any of your old electronics that are still working. Um, you can mail them to 1719 Angel Parkway, number 222, 222, in Allen, Texas, 75002, and that's to the Spirit of Prophecy Church, so we can, uh, we'll be happy to get those over to them. Uh, movie night will be... Oh, there is one thing in July. Movie night. That's going to be July 31st at 7 o'clock. Now, that's a Saturday. That will be over at Stan and Leslie's place, so um, we will... Bring, bring snacks to share. There'll be lots of popcorn, lots of drinks, lots of fun and food. So come hang out. We'll have the little pool um, floaties out in the water. That you can come and watch the big blow-up screen for watching the movie. So that'll be a lot of fun. We'll be watching Soul Surfer. Have any of you guys seen Soul Surfer? I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it was actually very good. So you don't want to miss out. All right, that's it for uh, announcements. Let's go ahead and uh, bow our heads and pray and get this service started. Father God, we come humbly before you and give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for this time. We can come and worship your great and mighty name in unity and spirit and in truth. Father God, we ask that you would just mend those hearts of those people who are hurt and broken and that you would call them into your kingdom, those you've been calling them by name for decades. Lord, we ask that this would be their time to come and see and hear your name, Father God. We ask that you just tug on those drawstrings right now and bring them into your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's stand up. It's time for praise and worship. Hallelujah. Come on, let's get our hands together. We got lots of room spread out. We can dance like David danced. Hallelujah. Come on.
3: I will sing to the Lord, and I will lift my voice, for you have heard my cry. Yes, I will sing to the Lord and I will lift my hands for you have brought me out of the pit for you have brought I name on high I'll sing holy, cause you're worthy I'll praise you with the dance And I'll sing glory, hallelujah I lift your name on high I'll sing holy, cause you're worthy I'll praise you with the dance I will praise you with the dance Dance. Hallelujah! Yes, I will sing to
2: the Lord. Come on, lift your voice. I will lift my
3: voice for You have heard my cry. Yes, I will sing to the Lord. Come on, I will. Me, cause you're worthy. I'll praise you with the dance. I'll sing for Hallelujah. I lift your name on high. I'll sing for cause you're worthy. I'll praise you with the dance. Come on, let's put Of peace, and I will live, live my, my life for you. Yes, you're my prince of peace, Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords, you're, you're the King, King of Kings, Kings. you are mighty God, Lord of everything, everything. you're Emmanuel, you're, you're the great I am, you're the prince of peace, peace. Who, is who is the Lamb of the Living God. God. You're my saving grace. You will reign forever. You're the Ancient of Days. You're the Alpha Omega, beginning and end. You're my Savior, Messiah, Redeemer, and Friend. Hallelujah. I will live my life for You. my prince of peace and i will live my life for you come on worship him he is worthy hallelujah Father
1: God, Prince of Peace.
3: Yeah, the Spirit's changing
2: now. We welcome it. The Spirit of the
3: Lord is here.
2: Come on, receive it, bring it in. The evidence is gone. Then Even though they pressed down, shared together, be still running over.
3: The Lord, we receive of it, on right the name. atmosphere is changing now For the spirit of the Lord is here The ever dance is all around that the spirit of the Lord is here
0: Overflow in its place.
3: Fill our hearts with Your love. Your love surrounds us. You're the reason we came to encounter Your love. Your love surrounds us. Overflow in this place. Fill our hearts. Olá A here. we great are you lord come on sing it even louder and all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great are you lord. our lungs so we call
2: Thank you for this time we can come and worship your mighty name there is power in the name of jesus and we honor you right now we honor you in the name of jesus and we thank you for coming here in this place your anointing coming here and falling on us this place lord we thank you in the name of jesus amen you may be seated
0: let's pray our heavenly father we boldly come before your throne room of grace and mercy full of praise and adoration for who you are we thank you for our pastor lou this morning may every word that he says be anointed and of you so from the top of his head to the soles of of his feet we speak your anointing upon him may we have the ears to hear in jesus mighty name we pray amen Thank you, Brandon. I love that, go boldly to the throne room of God with praise and thanksgiving. I try to do that every day, amen. Welcome YouTubers, onliners, and everyone here. Good to be in the house of the Lord, amen. Tony, Pastor Tony set me up this morning. He started talking about the marriage supper of the Lamb and that we're the bride of Christ and don't be deceived and deception is real, it's tangible. What a great praise team we had this morning. Did you feel the presence of God? See, this is tangible. It's these these invisible things. They're real, they're tangible. Deception is real too. So don't go there. The devil wants to trip you up. He likes to get you when you're a small child and he can run your whole life instead of half your life. So I wanted to teach this message uh, for a long time, and you know, I learned something reading God's Word and studying that I didn't know. Um, this is going to be talking about water to wine, the first miracle that Jesus did and breaking the law. No, don't break the law. <laughs> don't storm the Capitol, and uh, you know, they'll blame it on Trump. Don't, don't break the law. Don't speed. I've You know there's nobody else in this room that needs this message more than me. This guy right here, I'm I'm just like you, I put my pants on one leg at a time. Right Suni? She reminds me. (laughs) What don't you understand about no? So I was playing with a dog last night and she goes, are you ever gonna grow up? And I said, well my last name is Young. So I get I get uh, Lenny is the name of our dog I get Lenny all wound up right before bedtime so he's like and soon he's trying to sleep so all right so breaking the law Jesus never ever broke the law but he did have a lot of problems with the Pharisees and man-made laws which is a spirit that's called a religious spirit And so, they butted heads, the Pharisees and Jesus, the church leadership, so to speak. The synagogue rulers and Jesus butted heads. So, breaking the law. And Jesus, the first miracle he did manifested his glory. So, we see the clay pots. They're actually, they call them stone pots. I haven't done enough research to realize yet. Maybe someone knows and can straighten me out on it, whether they're pottery or if they're actually a solid stone that they hollowed out and um, put their uh, ritualistic bathing water into those. So, haven't figured that out yet, but anyway, regardless, uh, he manifested his glory at this wedding. Water into Wine is the title. Stay tuned for station identification. Wake up, computer. Technology is great when it works. Amen. So this was the first miracle recorded in the Bible. So we're going to read through the scriptures, and then I'm going to give you my breakdown or my take of how this operates. It's in John two one through eleven. In the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called in his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. I know you've heard this story before, but sometimes you need to hear these over and over. Because this is spirit. My words are spirit and life. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they fill them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. And he saith unto them, Draw, oh, double slide. Verse 9 Then, when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not where it was or where it came from, but the servants knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, Come here, son. And saith unto him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. Amen. this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed on him now we have a ministry called a deliverance ministry where we cast out demons and usually when you see that word manifested it's not uh, in a good light so sometimes uh, people will growl and we will go they're manifesting Well, this is a time where this word is in a good way Jesus Manifested something good and that was his glory which is a miracle So anytime you see a miracle happen that is Jesus Christ manifesting his glory could be a healing could be raising the dead Cleansing the lepers, the blind shall see, the lame shall walk, whatever it is, it's Jesus Christ manifesting his presence and glory. And because of that, the disciples believed on him. And miracles are for, more so for non believers because we don't have to chase signs and wonders, they're supposed to naturally follow us. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I've chased them for years. I don't chase them now because they chase me. Woo! Hey, that's the way it's supposed to work. Let's talk, let's talk about Jewish weddings, which are totally different than the way we get married now in America. The first century, Jewish men proposed to Jewish women by offering a cup of wine with these words. They would say, with the wine in their cup, this cup represents a covenant in blood. Translation is life and death. And Jesus talks about, the word talks about, a uh, woman, submit to your husband, and husband, love the wife like Christ loved the church and be willing to die for So when you get married, you're supposed to be willing to die for your wife. Hello, protector make her feel safe, provide for. Don't get married and think like, well, now I got two incomes, so you're gonna help support the household, which is okay, but, you know, if you wanna get married, make sure the man has a job, because if he doesn't, you'll wish he had one. (laughs) So they would say, this cup represents a covenant in blood, and the woman would, it says, by taking a sip from the cup, she would accept the proposal, so, will you marry me and she says yes I will she drinks of the cup okay now this is important and we'll go to the scripture and see Jesus is fulfilling prophecy here not he Jesus wasn't doing this but the couple would not drink of this cup again until their wedding night Jesus talked about that we'll see that in the scripture what was happening was they we we would say now I'm engaged but they were espoused. So when you say, Jesus come into my heart, you have been espoused. And what are we gonna have later in the future, Tony? The married supper of the lamb, the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world, Jesus Christ, we get to have, you know, so Tony said, I'm a man, how am I gonna be married? Well, in heaven, there is no male and female, no Jew, no Greek, all of that is gone we're spirit we're we're already spirit now we just happen to live in this body this old house here you know which is going to go back to the dust when I leave and get my promotion I'll get a new body but I will be I'm not going to be a woman but I'm not going to be a man I will be spirit and I'll be going to a wedding and uh, probably drink some wine with my husband, (laughs) because I will be the church, the bride. So here you see they're pouring, Uh, it's just a picture of, you know, they're filling the water pots with water. All right, let's see what we can glean from these scriptures here. In the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. So the third day, when we see that, we think, okay, this, wedding started on let's just say it started on Friday it didn't but let's just say it did Friday Saturday Sunday so this is Sunday right this is the third day that's what we would normally think that's I'll show you it's not it's not that's not what the way it is and there was a marriage and the mother of Jesus was there the way they did marriages in the Old Testament was it was a community event and so because we know Jesus' mother was there, this is probably somebody that lived close in their community that possibly some people say would have, some people say it was a close relative, some people say it was Jesus' sister. Now, we can't prove that, but just think and use your head. I'm not trying to tell you that's what happened. But it would have been somebody that they would have known that were close, so that's why they were invited. And and the communities were close not like nowadays where you know in our church we got people coming from Fort Worth and Nevada and Houston and what's the Tom Bean? I mean we are spread out but in a community you know think they didn't have cars and airplanes so they everything they had to have all their food and drink and everything in a small area so you know because they're walking no bicycles no mopeds so it was tight the community supported everybody so this was a, a tight-knit group right here and Jesus and his disciples were called to the marriage so Jesus and his mother, mother's family so this is somebody close to these guys for sure Mary got involved because it was family they had a relationship with these people otherwise she wouldn't have got involved right The bride and groom probably was a relative or a very close friend. What is the significance of the third day? Now this is something I did not know. This this will be interesting to understand this. So let's go back to Genesis. This is a Jewish type of a teaching and tradition that Westerners here in America we don't understand this stuff. It's like why did they say the third day? Well here's why. So God's creating the world on the third day of creation. God said it is good. God saw that it was good two times. We call that a double blessing on the third day of creation. So Jewish people like to get married on the third day. What is the third day? What day of the week is the third day? Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is the third day. So the third day doesn't mean that in the wedding of Cana that they'd been partying and drinking wine for three days. The third day was Tuesday. That's the day they wanna get married because of the picture of the double blessing know in America we like to get married on Friday or Saturday because it's the weekend okay but a lot of Jews want to get married on Tuesday so they can get the type and shadow of the picture of the double blessing amen bet you didn't know that Third day was Tuesday I like Good Friday you know Passover we celebrate a lot of churches not here but they celebrate Jesus was resurrected on Good Friday no All you have to do is count to three three days in the grave three nights in the grave he came out Saturday at sundown so all you got to do is count to three amen pretty simple children can do that so verse 3 and when they wanted wine the mother of Jesus said unto him they have no wine is at the wedding in the Jews they drank wine right wine and bread wine and bread you know because you know why they drank a lot of wine is because a lot of the water was impure and dirty. So instead of getting parasites and getting sick or E. coli or whatever, um, food poisoning, they would drink wine because it was safe, clean to drink. Now, some people, like Apostle Stan says, when Jesus took them to the Gethsemane to pray, uh, they couldn't stay awake because they were hammered because it was strong wine. Well, that's old wine. New wine doesn't have any alcohol in it. You put the grape juice and the sugar and the yeast in there, it's just grape juice, yeast, and sugar. It hasn't fermented, it hasn't made alcohol. So new wine doesn't have any alcohol. So I think a lot of times that we're drinking new wine and they probably cut it with water. So we know Jesus would have never got drunk and wasted, right? So he couldn't have been drinking, you know, 18% alcohol and become hammered and got trashed. Couldn't happen. So, you know, but that doesn't mean they didn't drink wine. So they, they were having wine at the wedding. Wine was culturally and religiously important. It was made, it was something that was made intentionally and with quality and I also learned, you know, before I got saved, I used to drink a little wine. It wasn't my favorite but I've, I've had some wine but I learned something about wine and something the bridegroom was supposed to provide for his guests. Now, I hope I don't get ahead of myself, but if you were the bridegroom and you ran out of wine, now good. And I've been told that if that would happen, you could actually be sued, believe it or not. That's what I've heard. They were supposed to not run out of wine. It was a community-funded event. So let's just talk about this for a second. So you go, Mrs. Suni, she's not Mrs. Young yet, this is a covenant in my new blood, and she drinks, now we're espoused, okay? Now we're gonna plan the wedding. How long does that take? A year. In the old Jewish tradition it would take a year so they would get all the food who's who's gonna do the food and the community would come together I'll, I'll bring the lamb you know I'll bring the wine the, the groom would say I'll bring the wine so he's preparing he's out working getting all the wine getting everything prepared so on that day they would have this wonderful community event so here we see Old Testament Jews spent a whole year preparing for the wedding feast, which is seven days. So we get married, we have a quick ceremony, run off to the reception, have a little chicken, and cake, and champagne, and up to the honeymoon. It's over in just a, you know, a short few hours. Not these guys. They take a week off. A week off. And then on their honeymoon, I think they take at least a month off. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Not the way we operate it here in America. Seven days of feasting. Some would come early, some would come late, but they all came. This is what I learned. I did not know that there was such a thing as kosher wine. What makes it kosher? It's made by Jews, not us unclean Gentiles. We can't make kosher wine. It's made by Jews a certain way, then it's bottled and it's kosher. It's ritually pure kosher wine. So if you're just drinking normal wine, it's unclean. (laughs) Did they run out of wine because they had been celebrating for three days? No, because the third day was the first day. These guys ran out of wine the first day. Very bad, very bad. They ran out of wine the first day. Tuesday, the beginning of the wedding, they ran out of wine. To run out of anything, especially wine, would have been a social disaster. Can you imagine your Facebook page, your Twitter account? You're gonna get canceled you ran out of wine. Well this is I mean like I told you they could have been sued because they expected you know you got all these guests there the whole community showed up and you don't got no wine. Running out of wine was a big deal it was embarrassing, shameful, and humiliating. You know in Korean culture they talk about your face. So if you shame the family you know it's a shame culture you know you you wear this shame thing you know and Suni tells me um, she can read me like a book she goes when you're happy it's all like this and when you're sad everybody knows it because she can tell by my face but they get shamed and it is a stigmatism, and it stays on them, and it, and it doesn't just shame the person, it shames the whole family, right? The whole family is disgraced, so they're always putting on their best foot forward, but inside, not so good. This would have been a bad omen on the groom's family, showing they had low status in the community. Bad planning, Drama. you know every time you get together the family comes the police show up been there done that drama this was low status probably fight break out the first day no wine are you kidding me (laughs) then the police would show up (laughs) somebody go to jail then they'd have to pay restitution They'd be calling mom, hey, you know, I'm in jail, pay my bail, get me out of here, amen? You know, we all know people that have done that, right? Well, this would have been a disaster. So what did Jesus mean? My hour has not yet come. Well, I'm not going to tell you what that means. I'm going to let you decide. Did he mean I have not been crucified and buried and come back to life and defeated death? Did he mean that? Mine hour has not yet come. You know, Jesus was led into the wilderness by the devil. He was tempted in every way that we get tempted in. Lust of the eye, pride of life, lust of the flesh. After he, yeah, the spirit led him. First John, the Baptist dunked him in the river Jordan. He got mikved, he got baptized, and the spirit came down on him. Then he was able to whip our, you know, Slewfoot, our enemy that likes to hang out with us all the time. I don't know why he likes to hang out with us because we're totally different, right, Tony? We make agreement with him. We don't know who we are, and then he comes in and sets up shop, and we just—he's there. We, you know, going to have coffee with him, right? Don't have coffee with the enemy. Jesus was the oldest child. Joseph was probably deceased. Jesus was responsible to take care of his mother. Now, this is an Old Testament Jewish thing. The oldest son was the heir and the firstborn, had the firstborn blessing. He was the heir and so he would be responsible for taking care of mom and dad and in the uh, Ten Commandments, it says honor your mother and father and you will have a long life. So there's a blessing in taking care of your parents, not throwing them in a nursing home and you know, sending them a card once a year, miss you you know throwing them away like we do many times in America so Jesus was taking care of his mother that was his responsibility the relationship to enter the Jewish priesthood you would have to be 30 years old so when he said mine hour is not yet come was Jesus saying it's not my time but it's almost time. See? How are you going to slice and dice this? What does that mean? My hour is not yet come. I don't know. Have to ask the Lord to explain it to us. But whatever, Jesus was responsible in taking care of his mother. Verse 5, it says, His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. No, this is faith right here. This is faith. And uh soon you have faith, because you're saying to me, just do it. <laughs> Don't look at the trash on the floor and step over it. Pick it up and put it in the garbage can. Just do it, okay? Well, hey, you know, I'm a man. i got to be told that more than once. So live it, love it, like it. So she had faith. She told the servants, "Do what he says," because she expected she expected Jesus to do this thing. So Mary believed. Now, we don't look in the Old Testament and see, "Well, these guys are Christians," but they were believers. So they tell me a Christian can't have a demon, but believers can have a demon. There were believers. They weren't Christians. We're we're, you know, we call ourselves Christians, but There are a lot of Christians that don't believe. We should be believers. Amen? We believe that our God can do the things he says he can do. Believe. Without belief, it doesn't matter. You can call yourself a chicken, but if I don't see feathers and eggs, well, you know, out of my face. So, this has some things to talk about. There were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. So some people would say the six pots of stone represent the six days of creation which represents the 6,000 years of mankind before the millennium. And I think we're in somewhere around 5,758,000 5, years So we could say we're in the end times we're not at the end but we're close you know we're close so that's a representation Um, but the main thing here I want to talk to you about is the purifying see the Jews had this thing that was called the washing ceremony which was a purifying thing and they had a problem with this this is not a biblical law as you would find in um, well it is actually in Leviticus that you have to wash if you've had um, a touch of dead body, you have to wash yourself and be unclean until evening and things like that. So they had, but they had a way they purified themselves. And um, this was a Jewish thing. This was Judaism 101. So in that verse, what does the term Jews mean here? It means Pharisee. They were the, we would say the policemen of the church. They're the leadership. You know, if you are walking more than you're supposed to take the many steps on a Sabbath, and they would be going, "You broke the law. You walked too far." Or if you, in the Old Testament, if when they were having manna come down from heaven, no work, you couldn't work. So if you went out and gathered wood to build a fire, well, they'd just stone you dead right there, because you worked on the Sabbath. So there was a lot of laws, but the Pharisees were well, the ones that gonna like they're watching you. You know, it's like the fish eye. It's on you, and it burns. Going like, you broke the law. You're a dirty, rotten sinner. And now you have to pay. And so this was a Pharisee type of a, a thing here. The ritualistic, the laws. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Now, this doesn't mean he disrespected his mom. It's, we would say something like, they go like, hey, Pastor Lou, we're out of wine at the wedding. And go, what's it to me? What's it to you? Or what is it? What, who, who, who cares? Why is it my problem? You know, it's not my problem. That's what Jesus is saying here. So what? So what? Why is it my problem now, Mom? The reason it was a problem was this was a Pharisee wedding. It would have been a total disgrace to run out of wine. Now, Jesus and the Pharisees, you know, they had interaction, but they weren't like, you know, I want to hang out with you guys. Wasn't like that. It says, beware of the leaven, which means sin of the Pharisees. It is hypocrisy. So they're out on the street corner with everybody watching, praying really loudly. And they got their little phylacteries. That's their strap around their head or their arm. and, And they're going like this and making a big show watch me. I'm righteous. I'm a good guy. Listen to how well I can pray. You know, and even in the synagogue, uh, they did that. They're up front doing all that, and the man in the back goes, I'm a rotten sinner. The Lord heard that prayer. You know, save me. I'm a rotten. I'm no good. Well, that's me. So Jesus didn't like the Pharisees, and he told them pretty cut out and dry. They didn't like it. So we're talking about the six water pots of stone. This is ceremonial washing and it starts here in Leviticus. And whomsoever he touches that has an issue, now this could be, for instance, leprosy. Open sores on your body, running wounds, if you had that disease. So like your ear turns white, your skin dies, and you know, it just one day falls off. You know, it's like severe diabetes. Your toes turn black and You go to the hospital and they go, well, we can't save them. Like, we'll fix that. We'll cut them off. That's what they did. Well, these just fell off because they didn't have that, hospitals. So anyway, you have an issue and have not rinsed your hands in water. This was the ritualistic, purified, stone pots water. He shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. So, if you had leprosy, you had to walk around with a sign on your neck, leper, and go unclean, unclean, unclean. I mean, you talk about shame and, and face, hide your face, and, and you were rejected by everyone and couldn't go into the synagogue. You're supposed to stay out of the city. So, this was a big deal if you're a, the church leadership and a Pharisee, right, Pride? Tony, you got the pride? I'm a Pharisee. I wash my hands. I'm clean. I'm a good guy. I look good. I talk good. I smell good. I got favor with God more than you because you're all unclean. So they had a lot of pride. So the stone water pots contained about 20 to 30 gallons each. So six of them you got 180 gallons. That's a lot of wine, right? 180 gallons of wine. That is a parte. So Barb come in today. They got what 25 pounds of grapes. They grow on grapes. Gonna make some grape jam. Jalapeno grape jam. It's habanero ghost pepper jam. I'll I'll eat some. They said they'd taste let me taste it. Ghost pepper jam. Try it. You'll like it. Or you won't. I'll like it. So here, this is interesting, a ton of grapes will make about 150 gallons of wine. A ton of grapes. You know, they had, yeah, 2,000 pounds, about the amount of a full-grown cow. You need a bigger press. (laughs) You know, make the wine press. You gotta have a big press to do a ton of grapes. A ton of grapes is 2,000 pounds, 150 gallons of wine, turns out to be, at. Eight pounds, seven, eight pounds a gallon in weight, 1,200 pounds. Okay, how'd you like to move 1,200 pounds of wine bottles? You know, they didn't have bottles. They had wine skins. You know, what a wine skin is? It's a sheep or goat belly, stomach. And that's what they poured the wine into. That is approximately 700 in fifty to a thousand bottles of wine okay so this is just a picture of our God you know if he's going to bring wine to your party He's gonna bring a, a lot of wine he's going to bless you you know he's going he's not gonna bring one bottle and go you know y'all get a teaspoon you know we will take communion he's gonna bring a truckload that's our God You know, even when they fed the 5,000, they picked up 12 baskets left over. I mean, our God is an abundant God. He doesn't just, he's not the God of just enough, he's the God of more. Okay, now we're back to the law, the rituals. How do you make ritualistic water pure and this is not biblical it's found in the Talmud which is a extra biblical Jesus was upsetting religious traditions imagine that you know he called the Pharisees den of vipers we're going to kill some sacred cows get your guns out get your sword out Sacred cows make the best hamburgers. We kill a lot of sacred cows here in this church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Who got to witness the miracle? Think about this. You got all the people in your city, all your family, all your friends, all your buddies, and some of your enemies hanging around because you got wine. You know, if you want to have people come over to your house, just. Hey, I got beer, wine, and alcohol. They'll come. They will. It worked for me in the old days before I got saved. When the beer ran out, they all went home. (laughs) So did Jesus announce and say, look at me, I'm God. Did he say to the leaders, look what I did. See what I did? only the servants knew what happened there's a picture here if you want to see god move get under a ministry and serve and you will see you'll see the power of god so there's a blessing in serving was the messiah saying i am here he didn't do that did he Jesus had plans beyond behavior modification he came to offer complete transformation so like I said our God he doesn't do it the way we want to do it he does it his way you know it's like salvation in America we think that means when you die you go to heaven you're saved but what it really means is saved healed delivered made whole and preserved you get the whole enchilada whether you know it or not the check you know it's good. The money's in the bank. Just go cash it. So that's why Paul said work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It means work out your deliverance. Work out your healing. Work out your being made whole. You got inner wounds. He paid for that. You got pain. He bore your pain. Whatever you need. Jesus is a ticket. Punch the ticket. Cash the check. He paid for it. It's ours. the who we are in Christ. We have a heritage. We're a child of God. You know if you don't no, you wake up in the morning and feel dog tired and worn out. Just say, I'm a child of God. And say it and say it and say it until you start believing it and realize you have a heritage. Amen? And you'll have complete transformation. He didn't come just to cast a demon out from you. He came to keep you healthy, make you prosperous, give you life abundantly. Water from the jars was usually for cleansing the outside of the body. Once in a while, they would drink it, and Jesus replaced it for something on the inside. Get the picture? You know, we talk about John the Baptist; he baptized with water. It was an outside picture of death burial or the resurrection. But Jesus baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Two different things. And so, wine represents joy, and a lot of Christians I meet. They don't have joy. They go, I got bills I can't pay. I'm fighting with wifey. I'm fighting with hubby. My kids won't listen. My car is broken down. You know, but Jesus wants to meet those needs. And you have to say yes. You know, don't wait for God to come down and drop a gold brick on your head and say, bless me. He wants you, it's a two-edged sword. He wants you to do, you do the natural, he'll do the super. Amen. We have to, it's like a marriage. We're talking about a marriage here. Amen. I have to provide for Mrs. Young, but you know, she keeps the house clean. She's a good house cleaner. So she has some things that she needs to do to help. You know, it can't just be one-sided, right? We can't look at God as a one arm band in the sky. I need this. I need this. I need this. And then you know we come to church an hour a week and think we go. We're cool. We we need. You know how would you like to be married? And you see your wife once a week and then you go off and do what you want. She'd be smacking you in the head with a frying pan, right? You, poing Yeah, I'll show you some love. It's a marriage. Hey, marriage is hard work, right? You guys that are married. It just isn't like a, you know these single guys I want a wife it's gonna be so awesome well you know come and see the ones that are married and ask <laughs> they'll tell you the truth it's hard work it's hard work and you know what it takes money to have a home and a, and a marriage you know it, it takes a lot more than love you need love but it takes a lot more than that so if that if you think you're gonna live happily ever after on love You know, come see me. I'll pull you out of your dream. You know, I don't know why I go off on these rabbit trails. Jesus was fulfilling prophecies about the wine flowing when the Messiah comes. I'm just gonna say he was talking about his own wedding, and the Bible talks about the marriage supper of the Lamb. You might as well just say the marriage supper of God, or the marriage supper of Jesus Christ, there's a type in the shadow, amen. Okay, let's look at this scripture, Matthew, it says, but I say unto you, this is, this is God's word, straight from the Bible, it says, I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day, what day? The day of the marriage supper of the Lamb, when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. This is a future event. And remember, when you're in a Jewish community and you want to get engaged or espoused, you take the cup to your girlfriend and go, Sunni, this cup presents a covenant in blood. And she grabs it, drinks. That means she said, Yes. Yes, I will marry you. She didn't really know what she was saying. I had to chase her for a long time. You know what? But because of persistence, I wore her down. And the rest is history. <laughs> persistence. You know, you got to pursue God with persistence. You know, if you don't, you pray once and go, Well, I prayed, he didn't answer. Don't give up, keep praying. Persist. Revelation 19:7. let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. They're us. We're the bride. We're a Christ bride. We're going to go to that wedding supper and drink wine. We're going to have joy. No more tears. It's going to be wonderful. I'll be able to eat ice cream three times a day and not gain a single ounce. Joel 3.18, And it come to pass in that day that the mountain shall drop down new wine and the hills shall flow with milk. Sounds like milk and honey. And all the rivers of Judah shall flow with water and the fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord and shall water the valley of Shetham. We're talking about wine. Oh, how many remember this? Brim coffee. Fill it to the rim with brim. And I've been told they still have that brand. You coffee drinkers. I don't drink that. I drink Folgers. And what else? Hazelnut. Sunni likes hazelnut. Okay so now we're gonna talk about how they made this living water. Purifying the water. How do they do it? It's called mikvah or baptism. Okay, we get baptized in a river, like the River Jordan. It's running water, it's called living water. So if you were a Pharisee, and you had the ritualistic water pots, you would have to have a ceremonial bathing pool in your house with moving water. Remember at the pool of um, Salome, it said the angel would trouble the waters, it means he stirred them up. Once it was living and moving, you could get in and get healed see it was living water because it was moving so this would have been a pool that you would have in your home because you were a Pharisee and you had to have living water and so what they would do is they would take these stone water pots and they would fill them up with water right to the brim you know the top of the rim of the pot and they would lower this down into the pool of living water and when the water in the rim came up they would call that the kiss. And at that moment the water became ritualistic the clean and they would bring it out and then you could use that for washing your hands and bathing and making yourself pure. So Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water and they filled it to the brim, to the very top. One more cup it would have ran over. You know, my cup runs over. It didn't run over, but it was to the top. And he saith unto them, "Draw out now and bear it to the governor of the feast." And they bear it. Now, another word for this could be director of entertainment. See, these guys planned for years, so somebody would be made in charge. Your captain, you're you're the captain of. You're gonna watch over the entertainment, so you're gonna get the music and make sure the food's all you know lined up well this was who that was the governor of the feast is the director of entertainment so he's in charge and they're gonna give it to him if he approves and you know party on when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not where it came from the servants knew see you want to see these miracles serve under a ministry and you'll see the signs of God they will manifest manifest in a good way So the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. He goes, hey, this is good stuff, man. (laughs) And he said unto him, every man at the beginning does set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. See, we haven't got the good wine yet. Where's the good wine going to come in the future? Where will it come? The marriage supper of the lamb. That's the best wine. I can't wait. You know, when I become saved, I quit drinking. So I haven't had any wine for how many years now? 1999. 1999. God showed up. Threw away the cigarettes, the cussing, the alcohol, and a few other things I had to work on. Right, Mrs. Young? Still working on it. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah hairy eyebrows. (laughs) So we got clean and unclean, ritual washing and defiled. What would defile the six stone water pots? The slightest taste of wine. Now you know if you empty out a wine bottle, even a glass bottle, You smell it, you smell the wine and the alcohol, right? Well, that's what happened to these stone water pots. So after the wine went into the stone water pots, those things just became unclean. So now you're the Pharisee that stands on the street corner and does all these prayers like I'm special and I got six water pots at my house and oh my God, they've been defiled. Now it says the governor of the feast didn't know what had happened, but. And Jesus didn't run around going like, "Hey I, I turned water into wine, I'm God. look at me, ha but you can guarantee that sooner or later the word got out. See the governor of the feast, if he would have known that they put wine in those ritualistic water pots, he would have went through the roof into orbit. they would have had a meltdown because Jesus just barbecued a sacred cow so I didn't know what was going on here when I started to teach and study on the miracle the first miracle but Jesus was breaking tradition of man we have that in the church today we have denominations right well you can't speak in tongues that's from the devil you know you can't prophesy because you know that went away with the Apostles so we have a lot of tradition we got Methodist um, Nothing wrong with those Uh, Lutherans, denominations, non-denominations, Messianic roots, Jewish. I mean, all these Southern Baptists, Baptists, Anabaptists, those spoken tongues. I mean, we got all these denominations. So, Satan is good at what he does, and he brings division. But this here, this was the breaking of the law, the man-made law. So let's see what this slide says. What he's showing us is that the Jews have been drinking wine, performing ritualistic washings. It's a ritual tradition of man for so long that they could not recognize when something better came along, Jesus. Just like someone who's had a little too much to drink and doesn't realize you know, what they're drinking. You know, so after you get trashed, you could, you know, I lived in the world, so you're drinking Mad Dog 2020 you're drinking boone's farm you know minucious you know after after the first bottle it really doesn't matter anymore right it's just like i'm going to get trashed so they didn't know they i mean the Jews didn't know they couldn't recognize the manifestation of jesus christ in their presence and you know what a lot of christians don't recognize that and uh, they also don't recognize the dark side when the Satan manifests in their presence. They go, that's the Holy Ghost. I've heard it many times, they don't know. They think the Kundalini, ha it's the Holy Ghost. Well, that's a devil. So, works on both sides. The grass is not greener on the other side. Stay on the side of Jesus. Second Corinthians, who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter kills but the spirit gives life. Jesus said my words are spirit and they are life. I come to give you life and life more abundantly. So let Jesus into your heart. See, that's when you become espoused in the future, you know. If if you're engaged to someone, you're not going to go out and misbehave and fool around, right? In the old days, they called shotgun weddings, you know. And the Jews, if you had adultery, they would stone you. Jesus, just like uh, Mary and Joseph, you know, her belly starts to swell, he goes, I'm gonna put you away privately so I don't embarrass you, but well, you're not gonna be my wife. So an angel had to show up and say, you know, because the, once they were espoused, they would separate for a year while the bride and the groom would get ready and the bride would get ready. And people would be watching them, you know, with a fish eye, that burns. And if they did anything wrong, it would come back to the family and go, she did something, or he did something. And you guys cannot go through with this wedding. Okay, so if we are espoused to Jesus, we're supposed to behave. There's some things we're not supposed to be doing because somebody's watching. You know, both kingdoms are watching. Satan is watching. And if you step in it, he has legal right to come and set up shop in your house, your house, your body, your mind, your will, your emotions. He will hurt you. You won't like what you get. Satan says, come over here and I'll give you what you deserve. You know, people say that. You know, you're successful in business. Someone else, your competitor, come over here. I'll give you what you deserve. And they do. You won't like it. Don't cross the fence. The grass is not greener on the other side. Oh. Then the Pharisees, then came together unto him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes, which came from Jerusalem, religious spirits, the Pharisee is a picture of religious spirits. And when they saw some of the disciples eat bread with defile, see this was, now they're unclean. That is to say, without, they didn't wash their hands, they found fault. You didn't wash your hands, you're unclean. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're a Jew. You're in the synagogue, you didn't wash your hands, unclean, rotten sinner. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands off, eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. See, we cannot go with tradition. You know, some traditions are good. So in the Christianity, we take the bread and the wine to communion. And the apostle Stan says we don't do it every week because uh, we don't want it to become like passive potatoes. But Jesus said, as often as you eat and drink, do this in remembrance of me. So it's... For Jesus to remember Jesus to remember what he did. But these guys, you didn't wash your hands, so you're unclean, and they held the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not. And many other things there be, which they have received to hold as a washing of cups and pots and brass vessels and of tables. So they had they have six hundred and thirteen laws. You know, how you gonna keep that? You can't. Don't even keep one. You know don't walk in the flesh walk in the spirit because the letter kills but the spirit gives life amen there's a message there then the Pharisees and scribes church leadership ask him why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders but eat bread with unwashed hands well let me tell you I can eat a chicken salad sandwich without washing my hands and uh, I pray over my food so it's blessed you know I don't have to worry about E. coli drinking goat milk because I pray over it and that makes it clean it's sanctified by the Word of God so you don't have to do the traditions he answered and said unto them well has the prophesied of you hypocrites this is why he made so many friends with the Pharisees <laughs> goes, Elias told me about you bunch of Dirty filthy rats! You hypocrites! This is written: the people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You know, when you're espoused, you say, "Jesus, come into my heart." You're espoused, we are the bride of Christ. Well, they said they had Jesus in their heart, but they didn't. They just talked about it. You know, I'm praying. I'm look at how good I am. I'm a Pharisee. I'm a scribe. I'm running the church, but inside they were dead men's bones. They they were dead because they walked in the flesh, not in the spirit. How be it in vain do they worship me, teaching the doctrines and commandments of men. Okay? Really, if you're walking in the Spirit, you only have one one commandment. Love your brothers yourself. That's it. Love. If you don't got love, you're a sounding gong, a symbol. I mean, in other words, you know, shut up. You don't know nothing about Jesus Christ. You just know about him, but you don't know him. See, once we know him, that's when things change. Amen? So the Pharisees knew about God, but they did not know God. Time. Soon he's going like, time. Let's see how much more I got here, Mrs. Young. See, I have a wife. You know, they direct my path. (laughs) Are you ready yet to get in the car and go to church for laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots. We already said that. Okay, I think we can go to the end. This is interesting. We'll just go a couple more slides. So, Jesus had the wedding in Canaan, the first miracle. Okay, it says in John 2.13, And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. So, they were seven days at the wedding. Then they went, this was before Passover, which would have been before sometime in March or April. They had this wedding. Here's what Jesus did. He went into the temple because he's so favored with the Pharisees and scribes. He kicked the tables over and said, "You made my house into a den of thieves, and um, you money changers." And he just he took out a whip and started beating people and throwing the tables around, and he made a big, fat, hairy scene. <laughs> and so they wanted this is why they never liked Jesus. You know he he's breaking the traditions of man so if there are traditions in your life or you're doing rituals you know they told a story about um, mom baking the hams you would cut the two ends off the ham because Christians could eat ham if you pray over it so they cut the ends off the ham and baked it and they go why do you do that well I don't know mom did it that way so they asked mom why did mom do it that way they asked grandma grandma said well we cut the ends off the ham because the pan was only this big so they do traditions there's a lot of traditions in people's lives and you know we need to learn how to walk in the spirit and live and move and breathe and have Jesus manifest his presence in us amen amen so if you're in traditions are in a church it has these traditions stop it do it a new way Jesus is showing you we can break those traditions. He broke it. All we have to do is say yes and acclimate it into our life. Amen. Okay. a couple more things. Mem- ministry membership online, you can sign up or come. If you're in the Dallas Metroplex, sign up and fill we're trying to. Um, expand and move out of this building into a larger building which takes money if you don't know running a church uh, you know they cost millions I think we're looking at a five six million dollar building and so we ask you to if you like the messages support us become a ministry member and then tithe where you're fed if you're getting fed tithe here if you're not getting fed here tithe or you're getting fed and if you're not tithing um you know don't come to me and ask for a handout because the lord's not going to bless you with finances you have to tithe you have to put the wood into the stove before you get heat right you can't say a stove give me heat and i'll put the wood in later you do what the bible says and the lord will bless you solemn september assembly pray for america we need you to sign up and come uh Tony said, if you don't realize we're in a war, hello, I'm telling you, and he's telling you, we're in a war, and the battle is hot, and Satan is hiding in plain sight, and most people don't even know he's there, but even if even if you recognize him, but you don't see him, he's still there. He's a spirit. The good spirits and evil spirits. we got two kingdoms. We're a spirit being functioning in a spirit world, so we need to pray for America because we are under attack, and whether you know it or not, they don't like... Christians and just because they haven't said chop your head off yet it's coming so we need to pray come to the September Assembly stand up and put your voice out there for Jesus Christ and let's make some noise let's make some racket for Jesus our King who we're gonna marry someday right so come to the September Assembly online click like share and subscribe so we can get the algorithms out and we can expand Spirit of Prophecy Church, Prophecy Club, Prophetic Oil, and all, you know, Watchman's Trumpet, School of the Prophets, it's all connected. We're feeding the sheep, teaching, preaching, training, and equipping. We need your support. And at the bottom of the site you're on, go down, scroll down, and it says donate, give. Don't forget to do that. And up here we have the buckets. Oh, Cambodia, somebody gave. It looks like a tablet or something. Bless you. Bless you. We are looking for support for Cambodia. So, Father in Heaven, I thank you for today. Bless your children. Let them have this word stick to their heart like spiritual superglue. Let them go boldly into the throne room of God with praise and thanksgiving. Take their heritage from the Father. Get their blessing to manifest in their hand and protect them and guide them, and speak to them in the way that they will hear and understand that you're with them, and protect their children. And please come back next week, and we say it all done in the name of Jesus, the mighty King, our husband, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So the offering baskets are open, and if you need prayer, come forward. We will pray. Thank you for coming.